Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, we can be seated and uh, praise God. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be here. I'm always glad to come to church. Always excited about it. Are you excited about it? Everybody smile here. Let me pull my little... Everybody do that? Yeah? All right. That's better. Praise God. You know, I've had this up here forever now, but it always seems to work. You know? Praise God. God is so good to us. Amen. He's so faithful to us. And we do got a, a, a good uh, message for you today and stir yourself up, stir us up. Um, before we get started, just so you know, um, <coughs> Pat Stevenson, uh, the little uh, lady that usually sits towards the back there, she, uh, um, I guess something happened the week before last. She picked something up, did something, I don't know what it was, but it kind of activated something that hurt her in her back real bad. And... Uh, she is a, a a really strong, healthy woman, especially for her age. I mean, she's somewhere about ninety, ninety-one, something like that. And and huh, ninety-three, man. And and I'm not. She gets around and uh, uh, lives by herself, takes care of herself, and and does real well. And uh, but she's also a faith woman. You know, she believes the word of God, and it's working for her. And uh, but she did something where she, I guess it was a little too heavy. And she shouldn't have done it, and uh, she'll admit it, you know. And something went awry, and, and she went to the doctors, and they were checking her out, you know, in her back. And and uh, even the doctor, uh, the chiropractor uh, guy was saying, uh, not the chiropractor, but uh, some uh, gentleman who deals with bones and stuff uh, at the hospital said that uh, uh, you are, uh, he, he, he remarked that uh, uh, you might be 93, but you got you got the body of a 60 year old i mean he 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 was really impressed and uh uh he he mentioned a couple things gave her something he said the bottom line is you just need to relax you know and don't pick up anything heavy you know and and just just relax for a few days and you'll be okay well unbeknownst to me um and fyi don't think well the lord will speak to pastor in a supernatural gift and let him know what's going on Sometimes he doesn't, you know. See, we all have these phones. Remember them? Old, old, old-timey old, that we actually call one another. And, uh, well, she never called me, said anything. I didn't know. All week long, I guess she's been struggling. And she didn't say anything. And then I get a call from her sister, Barbara, that they're uh, bringing her to the hospital in an ambulance. And and uh, um, I don't think anything was super dire, but uh, they have a, a granddaughter that is a nurse practitioner that, from the symptoms and describing said it was in her best interest to go to the hospital you know it could be something more serious but I haven't heard anything yet I'll talk to them after service but I just wanted you to know what was going on and I want you to to agree with me in the name of Jesus that God's healing power is actively working in Pat right now how many would agree with me right now amen I sent out a text real quick last night and uh, all of a sudden I got I agree I agree I agree I agree and several of them maybe not everybody saw it but I just kind of wanted to stir that up, and, and uh, the Bible says, if any two of you agree on earth is touching anything, or more, is touching anything in my name, what does the Bible say? We got it. Amen. It's done. And so, as far as I was concerned, I went to bed. I didn't need to pray anymore, because why? Uh, me a-working and a-praying isn't going to change anything. But we believe God's word, and we act on it, we agreed, and we know it's going to work. And we lifted up everybody around her, and um, that uh, doctors, that's how I pray. You go to the hospital with doctors, uh, one of the things I pray is, Lord, open their eyes. Give them wisdom and understanding specifically concerning whoever that might be, that they can help them in Jesus' name. Diagnose this and come up with a resolution. And sometimes it's just helpful to have a name. Then what can you do? You can take the name of Jesus against that name. Now you know what's wrong, and we can deal with it. And so, anyway... We know that we're going to hear a good report. Amen. Everybody say, Pat, all is well. Amen. That's what we're, we're, we're saying. All is well with Pat. Praise God. Amen. <coughs> well, let's jump in today. we got a good message for you, and I want to get started. I'm excited about this. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Father, in Jesus' name, we set our hearts, Father, to receive from you and your word. We ask you by your spirit in the name of Jesus to come alongside and help me deliver what you have for us today. Supernaturally, beyond my understanding, Father, beyond what we prepared for. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we also ask on behalf of everyone here, 
and those who would listen by other means. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you'd open the eyes of our understanding and allow your word to infiltrate us on the inside. Father, give us hearts to receive and eyes to see and ears to hear in the name of Jesus. And we commit to not only hear your word, but we commit to be doers of your word and see it work in our life so that we can bear fruit and honor you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many agree with me? Amen. Praise God. Well, we are going to begin, and I've had this on my heart for a while, and and, uh, I believe it's the right time, Uh, and that is we're going to begin a series on faith. Everybody say faith. Faith is of absolute vital importance to the believer. And uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to call the series Faith Foundations. And, uh, you know, we might touch on a few things that you might be familiar with, that you might say, yeah, you know, I've heard that before. I encourage you, wipe everything out, kind of like a, uh, you know, if we had a big old chalkboard and we, you know, I took the eraser and I got rid of everything. Don't approach things from, oh, yeah, I know that. How many agree you don't know everything? I'm far from knowing everything. You know, what we want to do is no matter how much knowledge we gain, how much we grow, we want to remain teachable. We want to be open. There's always something in the Word of God that the Holy Spirit can unveil to you. There's always new revelation, new things that you didn't see that will help you better, you know, uh, 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 use that area of the Word of God to produce in your life. And when it comes to faith, it is of vital, absolute importance, and it seems like in the general church world, it's a subject that very rarely, honestly, uh, gets pressed. Um, and that's because in a lot of cases, uh, the minister or whatnot, whoever is preaching, doesn't know a whole lot about it, doesn't see, well, you know, yeah, yeah, faith is important, but they talk about everything but. And see, faith is the thing that is so important, it's almost like oxygen is to us to our physical body faith is everything to the believer faith is everything and you'll see some of that as we begin to lay the foundation and we're going to take it slow but you know when i talk about the subject of faith there's a lot of confusion about that because when people hear the word faith um depending on the circles you're talking to uh there may be a lot of thoughts that come up uh for example uh, someone might say, what faith are you? Well, what they really mean is, well, what denomination do you belong to? Or what do you believe? But see, I want you to know, and I, I don't mean to sound rude, that is a misuse of the word faith. That is a misuse of the biblical word faith. Faith is far beyond that. Well, see, when I talk about faith, I'm talking about the faith that Jesus used to raise the dead. I'm talking about the faith that he walked on water with. I'm talking about the faith that he fed the 5,000. I'm talking about the faith that was useful, that did something powerful, that changed lives. I'm talking about faith in that area. And there's so much the Word of God has to say. You see, our God is a faith God, and you and I are his children. And that means if God is a faith God, faith is part of our life. And so as we go into this, I want you to open your heart, open your mind, and allow it fresh in because you might have some areas in your life that you understand some of this, but you might have holes or voids or cracks, and, 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 and you wonder why sometimes things aren't happening the way you thought they should happen. Well, usually that is because we have misunderstandings or holes so to speak or gaps in our teaching maybe the sunday that the preacher filled in this one part that you needed you missed that sunday and so you go for the next four or five years and there's this element you're missing i encourage you i live this myself i i'm I'm walking my talk that that i would encourage you never miss church if you don't absolutely have to why because the word of god produces faith and the spirit of god works within the church to give you what you need at the right time and if you're there and open and receptive you will get what you need in life now the question is what we do with what we get if you're not if you're not actively doing and acting on what you hear then you're not going to see 
uh, the production of it in your life like you'd like to. Sometimes we can look around at other believers and say, man, I don't understand it. Why are they doing so well? Why are things happening and, and moving in a certain direction, but I feel stagnant? Well, the reality is I don't know what's in your heart or uh, what's in someone else's heart. But I do know this, that only those who hear the word and then do that word, put it in their life and act on it, will see results. Everybody else is just going to hear it and scratch your head. I don't know why it works for them, but it doesn't work for me. How many know God has no favorites? Amen? He doesn't have any favorites. He doesn't play favorites. We all have the ability, everyone here, everybody say, I got ears. <laughs> I got a heart, right? And I got eyes. <clears throat> so you can see, you can hear, and you got a heart to receive. And you're all going to hear the same things, right? I'm not talking to Jack one thing and talking to Larry another, am I? I'm saying the same things, but it's up to you what, when you're hearing it, if you're focused on it, you're taking it in, you're absorbing it, and then you take that word and say, now how do I apply that in my life? How do I, how do I start working on that? Some of you will take it far more literally and take it and absorb it than others. That's just a fact. That's just the way it is. Now, I'm believing all of you guys are wearing angels' wings. Amen. You got a little halo flowing, right? How many would agree with me? Amen. We're doing right. We love the word. And so we're all at different levels, though. But uh, let's jump into this thing. The operation of faith. It extends all the way from the book of Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, all the way through Revelations. You cannot escape it. Great men and women of God believed God and took a hold of God's word and applied their faith and did great things for God. You might even hear the word great exploits for the Lord. But these were ordinary people. These were not special anointed. God chose them to do these things and no one else. Listen to me. Faith is available for all of us. Remember, we're all God's children and we're all meant to walk by faith. On the other side, we have many Christians when they hear the word faith, get a bad taste in their mouth. And what I mean by that is perhaps they prayed about something and didn't get an answer. Or maybe something like this that we have seen many times play out is that maybe someone has someone they love in their life a lot, uh, maybe a family member, a child, a grandchild, or, or, or some relative or friend that's real close to them, and they get diagnosed with a deadly disease. And so they heard something about these things and begin to try to apply them, and then the person dies anyway. They didn't get healed. They did nothing changed, and they died. And they get this, this thing in them that doesn't care for what they heard. They, they, they can maybe blame the church. They can blame uh, you know, uh, the preacher. They can blame a lot of different things. And some of them go so far as to blame God. And then they might even change the way they view the Lord. That I guess, I guess God doesn't answer every prayer. I guess sometimes God treats people differently. Or, or, or you know, you never know the mysteries of God and things like that. Well, yeah, I do. I do. Right here. It's in the Bible. I know what God will and won't do. It's right here between each page. See, if I look at the Word of God, I find God's character. I find out what He'll do and what He won't do. What's His will? How does He see things? And if I live and breathe and act on this Word, then I know that what He will and won't do. I don't have to go by what might have happened. All right. There's a series of things that could have happened in believing God with someone and why they didn't get healed. For example, maybe you're all in faith, but maybe they weren't. They just kind of outwardly said, oh, yes, yes, yes. But they really didn't believe, you know. And so there's a series of things. Never judge God. Listen to me, everybody. Never judge God based on physical or natural things or circumstances that have happened. Never say, this is what I believe God uh, will do or not do based on the circumstances I ran through. Because the, the, the circumstances are skewed. They're messed up. We live in a fallen world. And what I mean by that is sin and the devil are running rampant in this world that affected God's original plan. God didn't make sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is a production of spiritual death that entered the world through Adam's sin. 
It was never part of God's plan. Adam and Eve would still be here today <laughs> if, if they wouldn't have sinned and mankind wouldn't have sinned. I mean, literally, they'd still be around. They'd still, I mean, things would still have grown out. That was God's original plan. But then uh, sin got in the way. The devil got in the way. Listen carefully. Faith, and this is so important, and I will stress this so much in weeks to come. Faith is based on God's word. You can't go around it. God is faithful to his word. There are many who have prayed, got on their knees with sincere hearts that really, really believed what they were saying in their heart. They were sincere. But here's the problem. They didn't pray according to the word of God. And God is faithful to his word, not your sincere heart. Now, that doesn't mean God is heartless, okay? But what I'm trying to say is God created us and he gave us his word so that we would understand how to do things. God is faithful to his word. But a lot of the times when people talk about faith or praying, they move beyond God's word. They're outside of God's word. That's very, very important, and it would explain a lot of things. In other cases, there are Christians who, even in these kind of situations, um, hear a message on faith, and they get excited about the prospects of what could happen. And they say, I'm going to try this faith thing. Well, guess what? A Christian (laughs) who just tries faith has failed before they even got started. They've already failed. It's already over. Why? Because some circumstances are going to happen because you're trying to faith and the devil knows you're trying to faith. He'll cause a couple things to happen and you'll quit because after all, I was just trying. We almost treat faith sometimes like, or we want things from God like a demo plan. <laughs> we want to we wanna just try this and you know, see how it tastes, see what it's like. We can't do that with the Lord. It doesn't work. There's also the Christian who jumped out there ahead of God. For example... They heard some things, but they didn't hear everything. They only heard bits and pieces of things, and they didn't have all the principles of faith, and they jumped out there way ahead of God, way out of themselves and outside of the Word, and then things failed. Things didn't work right. And they wonder, why didn't it work? How many believe that God's not a schizo? How many would agree with me? That if there's a problem... Between us and God, okay, and things aren't working right, that it's, it's on our end, not his end. You see, the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. <laughs> He's been the same. Do you realize that God is God? He has not changed one iota, even though you and I live in a world that changes weekly. Styles come, styles go. I mean, at one time, styles lasted a little longer. Now it's like monthly, you know? I mean, boom, 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 boom. I mean, we're, we're, things change in this world so rapidly, so fast, we almost think that, well, you know, God needs to get up with the times. <laughs> but see, what we need to understand is God is God, all right? And everything else is little minor things orbiting around him. He's not changing, amen? He is who he is. He's not the problem. He's the answer. But sometimes we didn't study enough. We didn't get enough information. We didn't get enough knowledge to apply what we learned. We just kind of jumped out there real quickly and tried what we said. And when it didn't work, oh man, I guess it doesn't work for everybody. We get disappointed and discouraged. And see, sometimes that is due to bad teaching. That is due to uh, um, misinterpreting the Bible or or, or just a whole host of things. A lot of times it's gaps in someone's teaching. They didn't hear everything, for example, in a series. And so they skipped parts. And, and how many of you know math would be very difficult if you missed a few days? When you were first learning about 2 plus 2 is whatever, and, and, and as you went on, all it took was just a few days. And you're like, wait a minute, how did we get here? So you have to have, how many would agree, you have to have the basic foundations of math right? Adding, subtracting, right? Just these little basics before you're ever going to get on to anything greater than that. You have to have it. You can't say, well, I I missed a few things. I'll just catch up. 
it won't work. You get into higher math, if you don't get those basics down, man, they might as well be talking Chinese to you because you're not going to get it. Well, with the Word of God, that, that's the case. People maybe have heard little bits and pieces. Well, there's some TV preacher that just annoys me. That all he's doing is trying to get an offering. He says, if you do this, God will bless you. And it's always $1,000 or some ridiculously high number. Listen to me, don't go for that kind of stuff. If someone is coercing you, if someone is squeezing you, making you feel guilty, uh, using circumstances in the world to try to get an offering out of you, let it go. Everybody say amen. Amen. Listen to me carefully. That is wrong. That is wrong. Just look at your Bible, uh, I mean your, your offering envelopes in the scripture I got on there. And it will tell you that. You're supposed to do it out of a loving heart that you, you know, the Spirit of God speaks to you and you, you want to be cheerful and, and, and enjoy doing it and love doing it. But if you feel, you know, your arm going back up, that kind of thing, or somebody's twisting things, like there's a gentleman right now just, oh, just irritates me. And I'm not going to name his name, even though some of you might recognize it and, and what he's doing. But he uses the current circumstances in the world to offer products and says, if you give so much, we'll give you this, and that'll be how you stay safe. That is, listen to me, guys, it is wrong. It is wrong, okay? And there are people, oh, they'll listen to that kind of stuff, and they go, oh, yeah, man, the end, and they'll use the end times to twist. And how many of you know faith will still work in the end times? That our God has not changed. That a thousand can fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand and it will not come near me. But see, they use fear tactics and things to try to get offerings out of someone. Man, that ain't faith. That, gave, that, that person gave in fear. That per- you see what I'm saying? There's a big difference between fear and faith even though they're similar. So what we want to do in this series is build a solid foundation. So all I'm trying to do is build a solid foundation. And if you'll work with me, and I'm, I'm encouraging you, don't miss if you absolutely don't have to. And I promise you, you will grow leaps and bounds in faith over the next several weeks. You will have God fill in those voids. If you'll come expecting and hungry, I mean, guys, and some of you can attest, faith is a game changer once you understand the principles of faith. It changes your entire life. Why? It puts you in the control seat. See, a lot of people think that we're supposed to live life and just kind of be thrown about, so to speak. And God is ultimately in control, and just, we're just thrown about. That is not the way it is. God gave us dominion on the earth, and the way we exercise that dominion and victory is through faith, just like God. How many believe Jesus wasn't just tossed around? Amen? Everywhere he went, he had victory. Every time someone had something bad for him, he'd walk right through it. It was faith. No matter what the circumstances he was hit with, he walked through it in faith. And somebody says, yeah, but what about the cross? Hey, listen, the cross was by faith. He gave his life. No man could take it from him. You understand what I'm saying? And he did that by faith. So we need to understand that if we will learn faith and apply it in our life, we are in the driver's seat. We're in control now. Amen? That, does, that means we're working with God and listening to God, but we, listen to me, the Bible calls us overcomers through Christ. Overcomers. How do we overcome this world? Everybody say, through faith. Through faith. Amen? Through faith. So let's get started here. All right. We said God is a faith God, right? The Bible opens. I want you to listen closely. The Bible opens in Genesis right in creation with God using faith. We see this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Now, you've got to read this word, listen, and believe this by faith. In other words, it's going to show God doing something in faith, but you actually got to believe this by faith. What does the world tell us how the things were made? Some sort of big explosion showed up, and then, and then goop showed up somewhere in things, and some goop formed something else, and goop crawled out of something, and everything came out of it. Now, I have a question. If the... <laughs> How come there's still smaller organisms and why haven't they evolved? 
how come monkeys are still here? Why didn't they evolve? It is the most crazy. Man, you've got to be an idiot to believe that kind of stuff. You have to absolutely make a choice. I don't believe in God no matter what the evidence. <laughs> and the Bible says this in the book of Romans. It says the whole earth is the evidence. The whole system, the flow of everything, and how it works, and how everything works together and equalizes itself out, shows an intelligent being is behind everything. It's just too good. Somebody says, well, you know, uh, things can happen over a billion years. So I want you to do this. I want you guys to give me the math on what it would take to take a bicycle, take all the parts and just strew them about and have a tornado put that thing back together completely so I can ride it. Do you think that would happen in a million years? A billion years. A trillion years that a tornado would accidentally one time put the bike completely back together. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. So somebody to not believe that God created everything is just a fool. And that's what the Bible says. Just a fool. All right? Everybody say, I am not a fool. Now this scripture says, by faith. Again, everybody say it, by faith. So what does it say? It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, were put together by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Notice that. The things which we see were not made of things which are visible. That is a key principle to faith. Now again, I'm just tiptoeing in it a little bit. Um, the New Living Version of this, Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, or His Word, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Now remember, how are we to approach this verse? Everybody say, by faith. Doesn't it say it right there? Tells you. Approach, you have to have faith. You have to have faith just to believe this verse. And faith is the operation of the verse, all right? Now, look what it says here. I want you to notice the latter part of it. It says, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. What we now see, how many can see this, right? You're sitting in a chair, right? Can you see it, right? You see it, but where did it come from? Where did creation come from? It came from the unseen. So, the, the Bible is telling us there is a realm, there is a spiritual realm that is the unseen. To us, it's unseen. Okay, To us in these physical bodies, it is unseen. We cannot see it, it is not visible, but that unseen realm created this natural physical world we, create, uh, we live in. The air we breathe and, and the sun we see and everything that's around us was created from the unseen realm. I'm saying this over and over and over because it's critical to the principle of faith. There, I want you to see there is an unseen realm. That is the spiritual realm, okay, where, where, where God is, okay, angels are, so on and so forth. And there is the physical realm, the realm that we can see. And that physical realm and natural realm are integrated. See, you are a spirit right now. But the only thing that allows you, remember you're a spirit made in the image of God, the only reason you are allowed in this physical realm is the physical body that you live in. If we take you out of your physical body, what happens? Your physical body, what, dies? And instantly your spirit goes to be with the Lord. In other words, where does it mean go to be with the Lord? You mean we go off to a far off vacation somewhere? On the other side of the universe? No, it's there. See, right around us right now is that spiritual realm. I just can't see it or communicate with it in my physical body. But there are repercussions that I can sense from it. For example, have you ever been praying or praising God and you kind of felt the presence of God? Maybe, or, or your hair's standing up, something happens. I mean, things, things can happen that I can sense the effects of the spiritual kingdom. 
I can sense the power of God. Sometimes when I lay hands on someone and I, I might call somebody up, you might not feel a thing, but I feel it. And I didn't feel it a second ago. What is the Spirit of God coming upon me and through me, inside me? And when I touch, well, He's going to connect with my physical body because He's inside me to your physical body. And you may or may not feel it. You may have the effects of it. Um, let, me, let me explain it this way. <coughs> How many of you believe in, the, in radios? Right? They're not a conspiracy. Right? There are radio waves, right, that we cannot see with our physical eye. But if I take my phone or I take a radio out, I can dial it in, right? I can tune it in, and I can hear them. But where are they coming from? And we, we take that for granted. We don't even think about it. Yet, we say, oh, I just don't believe in his spiritual realm. I can't believe what I can't see. Well, there's a lot of things in life that we can't see that are there, that are there. Another example is um, there are um, certain uh, colors and materials uh, that you can put on a wall, like invisible ink, that you can't see until what? you put a black light up to it or something like that. But it was there all along. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Y'all get what I'm saying? Is there a realm, is there an entire existence, maybe bigger than our universe, probably, probably um, that exists even though I can't see it? There, there, the Bible talks speaks of literally millions of angels and i'm not going to ask if you've seen one lately but how many believe are there they're there around you i mean i mean we believe in the devil i do anyway the word of god talks about it the bible bible talks about the bible talks about demons and so on but i haven't seen any but i've seen the evidence i've seen the the uh the the corruption the death the things that are that 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 are impacted we get imp how many believe the word of god impacts you in a positive way right but if you get around negative things and ever somebody always griping always complaining <laughs> always down what happens it impacts you right well there's a spiritual element to that there's influences and so what i want you to understand is there is an unseen realm and how we connect with that realm listen carefully is through faith Everybody say, by faith. All right? By faith. Now, what is faith? Well, Hebrews 11.1. What is faith? It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's read it again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, before I get into it, that is a technical definition of, of of faith in the bible all right that that would be it and if you were to continue on your own everybody say hebrews 11 (coughs) that's the faith chapter okay bible has faith all over it but if you'll read hebrews 11 it is a chapter all about faith and it shows you the technical definition in verse one and if you continue to read the following verses they show you how faith works in the real world it, it actually shows you. You'll actually read. That's how faith worked in the real world and impacted things, impacted people's lives and the kingdom of God and so on. And so faith is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual force. It reaches into faith, helps us reach into that unseen realm that we talked about, the realm where God is, right? That spirit realm. It helps us reach into that spirit realm and take what we need from that realm and bring it in to where I can use it here, where it helps me here, all right? How many believe God has healing power? How many agree with me? But where is God? He's in the spirit realm, and I'm here in the physical realm. Now, I am a spirit on the inside, but my faith helps me reach in to that, that spirit realm where that healing is, that life is, and pull it into the realm where I need it, where it can help me in my physical body. Now, the same thing goes with your needs. Does the Bible say that God will supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus? Your faith in God's Word 
can reach into the spirit realm and take what you need and bring it back into this physical realm. Now, you're not going to go in there and steal money, okay? <laughs> Ain't no money in heaven. No printing presses in heaven, okay? There's no gold coins in heaven, all right? But there is the, what you need as far as how to get what you need on this earth you can get in that spirit realm and bring it back. How many believe God knows everything? So he got, he's got wisdom and ability, and so we can reach in there and get a hold of that and bring it back into the realm where we actually can use it, and it can help us, all right? So that's what faith does for us. Faith is real. I don't, I don't want you to think faith is, because that's what some of you, some, some people think, you talk about the spirit realm, and they, they think of like Casper the ghost floating from room to, and that's why they think God is not settled. They think God is spirit. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says God is spirit, but where is he sitting? On a throne. And he's got feet. <laughs> and he's got hands. And he's got eyes. And he's got hair. Right? This is the way the Bible describes him. And so you need to understand how many believe heaven is in, that when you go to heaven, it's a real place. Real grass, real flowers, real trees, real buildings. You guys get what I'm saying? That's how you need to see the spirit realm. It's real. It's real. It's just a different kind of real than we're used to. It's a greater real. Actually, the spirit realm is a greater reality than where we are. We're, we're, we are a lower form. Lower form. That's why we don't want these bodies forever. We want them changed. Amen? Don't you ever feel like you're limited sometimes? You know, you're getting older and you, man, someday you're going to be free from this. Amen? No longer. The Bible says when it's all said and done, no more tears ever again. We will be free completely. And the devil will be locked up and he ain't ever coming out again. Amen? And then we'll go on to do great exploits with the Lord. Travel the universe. I don't know. I mean, but we got a long time to do it in. <coughs> in fact, time isn't even time anymore. Time is gone. Amen? God is, listen, God always has been, is, and will be. Do you think time is in there? Or is God outside of the realm of time and he reaches in where he needs to? We're in the realm of time. <laughs> I know, I'm getting like, everybody's like, what? You know, don't think too hard because it'll hurt. All right. And I don't mean that to pick on anybody. It's just too big for us, okay? It's just too big. Now listen, faith is, listen carefully, faith is real. Scripture says faith, can you make sure that, bring that scripture back up, that Hebrews 11.1. 1. Look what it says, faith is the substance. Everybody say substance, oh, okay, substance, all right? How many know substance is what? Substance, it's real, right? Faith is the substance Faith is the substance, or it is spiritual material. It is just as real as the chair that you're sitting in. Faith is the substance, okay? It is spiritual material. It is the thing in which I need here in this physical realm we live in. So it is real, all right? I want you to get that. It's not, I, I got to believe in something that's not real. No, absolutely is real. How many believe God is real? So that, that thing I need is real. Faith is the substance, all right? For example, I need healing. Faith is the substance or the healing that I hope for. It's real, all right? So faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word hope means confident expectation. Confident expectation. Faith comes from hearing and hearing God's word. We all know that, Romans uh, Ten seventeen. If you didn't, that's where it is. Everybody, say it with me. Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It didn't say having heard, okay, and it didn't say once. the The implication is: the more I hear it, the more faith I have. So, what we want to do is take all we can in. Amen. All we can in. Now, listen carefully. Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word, which provides a confident expectation of whatever the word of God promised. So 
I can't have that confident expectation, that hope, until what? I have faith, right? I have to have the faith first. That's why I tell you, when somebody is, says uh, they're not excited about what they're believing for, they're not in faith. Because if you're confidently expecting something, you're excited about it. It's like maybe you ordered something on Amazon, okay? You ordered it, you're really excited, it's something special that you've really wanted, and you're excited, and you look on your phone and it says, hey, it's at the house right now. Woo! Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? What evidence or proof do I have that it's at the house? Well, you might say, Amazon, it is written. And you trust that. I've seen people trust Amazon more than they do God. Why? It is written. Right there, Pastor. Right there. 1103, it was dropped off. Got to rush home. I'm excited. You mean you're excited about something you haven't seen yet? You mean you're really expecting that and expecting it to be there, but you're excited, but you have no real... Have you seen it? No. Have you touched it? No. Have you smelt it? No. So what proof do you have? It is written. Are you guys seeing a connection here? You see, when we believe God, and we really, really believe God, whoa, I'm excited because that thing is on its way to me. Well, how do I know? God's Word says so. It is written right there. It is written. And I'm excited about it. So when someone's not excited, but they say they're in faith, I'm not going to be rude and call them a liar, but they're really not in faith. Are are you guys seeing what I'm saying? If you're not excited, if you're not confidently expecting, then you're not in faith. Because if you really believe that it was on the way, if you really believe that healing, if you really believe those finances, if you really believe what it is that you were believing for was on its way, you'd be excited. Man, I praise God. I'm I'm good. Praise God all is well. Oh, man, praise God. I'm excited about that. Why? Because I'm going to get to touch it and feel it and spend it and, and all this just around the corner. I'm excited about it. But when someone's not excited, see, what does the Bible say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hope comes from the faith. So if there's no hope, there's no confident expectation, there's no faith. You guys get what I'm saying? They are connected. You can't have one without the other. Now, with that being said, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Remember the last part of the verse. It said, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Evidence is only based on something real. Is that correct? If it's not real, it's not evidence. Right? I mean, if my dog did something that she shouldn't do on the carpet right? And someone says she did, and we walk over, and there's no evidence of it. (laughs) What would we say? I don't know what you saw, but it's not there. And the dog didn't pick it up, you know? I mean, so what I'm saying is evidence is always real, right? Or it's not evidence. If it's not there, if it's not really there, then it's not evidence. Evidence is proof that something's there, right? And so what I'm trying to say is faith becomes the evidence or the proof. One, one the translation says the title deed. Now, how many know if you have the title deed, you own it? It's yours, right? I don't have to see it. I have the paper right there. That's the title deed. That's what the Bible says faith becomes. Faith is the substance, the material of the thing I'm confidently expecting. Faith is the evidence or the proof that I have what I can't see. And see, faith is all about, remember the scripture says walking by faith and not by sight? You could say it this way, walking by faith, all right, which is believing God's word, walking by faith, and not by what my physical senses can detect. There's a lot of things that my physical sense, I can't detect those radio waves, but there's absolute evidence that they're there. They are there. They're going right through me, but I can't see them. I can't touch them. I can't smell them. I can't. There's a lot of things like that. Faith is the evidence or proof of what my senses in this natural realm cannot see, but I know I got it. I know I got it. How do I know? I got it from God's word, faith produced by God's word. So what we could say is this, faith, listen carefully, faith is producing 
the thing that I am confidently expecting based on God's promise in his word. In other words, faith is the proof that I have what my senses are not yet able to detect. But again, I want to make a statement here. I want everybody listening closely. Faith is all based on God's word. It's all based on God's word. Let me give you an illustration here. You, let me say this first. You can't have faith, okay? You can't have faith for something not promised in God's word. It's not possible. Somebody might say, and people do this, they do ludicrous things like, I'm believing God for, and they, they have this thing that's going to happen, okay? But you might ask, well, what is it based on? What do you have your belief based on? And, and they'll just say some arbitrary thing that they just want. It's not based on God's word. For example, let's say, okay, I'm not going to pick anybody. We'll just say this in general, okay? Let's say someone started coming here, and they, they, they believed that they knew faith, and they understood faith, and they, they gave a confession to one of you, and they said, um, Pastor Ken is going to come by my house tomorrow, visit me, and he's going to give me $1,000. Now, um, I'm involved in that, am I not? Now, I don't know about this, but I'm involved in it, so I hear about it. And I approach him, and I want to say this. Okay, I want you to listen closely. When did you hear me say that to you? When did I promise that to you? When did I commit that to you? Oh, you didn't, Pastor, but that's what I'm believing for. Now, is that faith based on anything? It's based on what? error <laughs> it's based on nothing it's just fluff you get is anything going to come out of air fluff no see sometimes people believe in god for things or just set their faith say, that's what i'm going to believe for i'm going to believe for this or that but they didn't base it on god's word it's no different god would say well did i promise you that did see remember faith is based on God's word or his promises. If you don't have a promise to stand on, so to speak, the foundation of his word, you got nothing. You got fluff. And guess what? It's going to happen when you go to the drive-thru at McDonald's and you didn't say anything when you were at the thing, you know, the little mic. You're going to get a big bag of nothing and strange looks. Well, wouldn't I look at someone strange who said, I'm believing God that you're going to come by and visit me tomorrow and give me $1,000. I'm like, well, that's news to me. (laughs) And no, I'm not. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? But see, people pray and they say, why didn't I get an answer? Why didn't my faith work? I thought I did all the steps. I thought I, 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 I understood this. I did A, B, C, D. Well, no, no, they skipped, B, they skipped A. Find the promise of God. First thing you do, what have I taught you when it comes to prayer? Find the promise of God. If you want an answer to prayer, then where, where does it say that you can get an answer to that prayer? Where does it say that? And w- In other words, you need to understand it all comes back to God's word. What did God promise? What did he say? You, listen to me carefully. If, God do, if God's word doesn't promise what you are believing for, you have nothing for your faith to stand on. There's nothing there. If I go to, the, if I go to a gas pump that's empty, am I going to have gas in my car? No. It just what? Just air. <laughs> it's just nothing. You know. I mean, there's nothing there. Well, your faith has got air if it's not based on God's Word. It has to be based on God's Word. Amen? So I I really want to stress that because, and I'll stress it and stress it and stress it because I don't know how many times I've I've talked with believers, (laughs) Christians, and and, and they'll, oh yes, pastor, the healing power of God's working. So what scripture have you been meditating on? What scripture have you been building your faith on? Oh, uh, you know, that one and that one and that one you got nothing do you now guess what they got going on for healing what do you think nothing nothing well god knows my heart yes he does but is faith based on your heart faith is based on what the word of god the word of god everybody say the word of god 
Am I boring anybody? Guys, I really want you to get this. Now, I'm obviously going to stop a lot earlier than I planned on because I had a whole lot more to give you. But obviously the Lord's taking us in a different, different direction. Listen, again, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. So we can't have faith outside it. In other words, you just can't believe and claim anything that you want and expect it to happen. It's not going to work. Many Christians, without realizing it, do just that. They do just that, and they wonder why it doesn't work. Now, I want to give you one example really quickly in your life of you using faith, okay? Can I have a few more minutes of your attention? Anybody need to stand up, you know? Anybody kind of hot in here? Everybody comfortable? I don't want you to be too comfortable. I want you to get cozy and, oh, pastor, this is so comfortable. Let me just close my eyes, you know? I just give me a few more minutes, okay? What is, don't answer this, you should be able to answer this in your heart and mind without uh, thinking, we, we can think together on this. What is the greatest experience all of us in this room have had in this life? The reality is, if you don't stop and think, I won the lottery, <laughs> this happened, that, no, no. What's the greatest experience? No doubt, if you'll stop and think about it, it was receiving Jesus and his salvation, right? I mean, that is the greatest experience to happen to all of us. Now, that happened how? How did that happen? It happened by faith. You used your faith, and you received Jesus' salvation, and it was a game changer in your life. I mean, you're going one day, whether you are a child or an older person, and you're going along, and all of a sudden, everybody say, here. You heard the word of God. In other words, you heard that God sent his only begotten son. You heard Jesus loved you. You heard that he paid the price for your sin. Now, you may have heard variations of this, but all of it comes down to this. What were you hearing? You were hearing the truth from God's word, right? We call it the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Is it not good news that you don't have to go to hell? (laughs) You don't have to spend eternity in hell. Praise God. Wow. I mean, that's good news. Well, that is the gospel. You heard it. Whether as a child or whether as a teenager or an adult, you still heard the word of God. What happens when we hear the truth of the word of God? (laughs) What, What? Faith comes, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith came to you, all right? Look with me real quickly. We can look on the screen um, at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It says here, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Now let's look at it again. I want everybody following me. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, and it was, wasn't something you produced, it was the gift of God. Grace is God doing something for you that you had nothing to do with. You can't earn salvation, you can't buy salvation, you can't anything, you can't beg for salvation. God did the whole thing, didn't he? You weren't even born yet. And I mean, God was planning the whole thing, and then God planned for someone uh, to teach you, praise God, the word, what God's word said about that, to share the gospel with you. But I want you to understand, that's why he says, look at what he's, uh, no, well, <laughs> um, boom, all right. For by grace you have been saved. How many believe that? By grace salvation has been offered. By grace it's been offered. But that's not the end of it. Through faith. Everybody say, through faith. God didn't make you receive him, did he? He offered it. He did all the work. And then he presented it to you like a platter, like a meal, so to speak. Now, you still had to take it, right? You still had to receive it, and and then it would do something in your life, right? Just knowing about it, did it do anything, right? So we have to what? What does faith have to do? Faith has to hear and then act. Everybody say, hear, and then act. Say it again, hear, and then act. 
You have to act. Just hearing doesn't change anything. I might have gained a little knowledge, but it didn't change anything. I didn't become a new creation in Christ. I didn't receive Jesus until I what? I acted on what I heard. I took it. I received it. How did I receive it? I received it, the Bible says, through faith. Now, how did that happen? And I just want to real quickly break that down so you understand. Oh my gosh, Pastor, that was easy. That wasn't hard. You mean I can apply this in any area of my life and it will work? Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, we received eternal salvation by grace through faith. The most important event in your life. You used faith to receive it. I want you to get that. How many here are born again? You know for sure. I mean you know that you know that you know that if you ran outside and an ice cream truck ran you over, it's okay, I'm on my way to heaven. How many know that? For sure. I'm looking around because if you've got any doubt at all, we need to deal with that. Okay, I'm asking again. All right? Come on, you guys aren't four-year-olds. I'm asking again. Some of you still aren't doing it. I mean, I, I, I love you. I'm your pastor. Do you think I love you? I'm trying to make a point here. So how many believe, absolutely no doubt, that if I stepped outside, got hit by an ice cream truck, I know it's ridiculous, I go to heaven. How many agree? I'm looking around. Every single last one of you. So that means every single one of you have applied faith at least once in your life. At least once. And you did it, and it got you right where you needed to be. All right? How did this happen? Well, faith is how we came into our new life in Christ. From the authority of darkness into the kingdom of God. How did this happen? Let me step you through it real fast. First of all, you heard about Jesus. You heard the gospel. Romans ten seventeen tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So you heard the word. Now that we've heard the word, how do we receive the gift of salvation? Now that we heard it, well, Romans 10, 9, 10. Let's bring that up real quick. Romans 10, 9, 10. Work with me because most of you know this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How many believe that? So if we say with our mouth, right, the word of God, believe in our heart, when we're doing it, we will be saved. Is there any question about that? It is, I will be saved, right? Now the next verse, look what the next verse says, verse 10. It says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, or the plan of salvation, being right with God. For one believes unto righteousness, or rightness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Isn't that what we're doing when we said we believed in the Lord Jesus being rose from the dead, right? We confessed it. Now I want you to see something. You ought to write this down. Right here. For with the heart one believes unto. So you could say, with the heart one believes. You ought to write that down. With the heart one believes. What is the heart? The heart is your spirit man on the inside. The word of God came to you, right? And you heard it and it impacted your heart. You, be, you couldn't believe without hearing the faith. You get it? I, I was incapable of believing before, but now that they heard the word, faith came into my heart. Now look at, for with the heart one believes, just, just look at it that way, with the heart one believes, now look what it says, and with the mouth confession is made unto. So write down, with the mouth, confession is made unto. You could say, confession is made unto. So say it with me. With the heart, I believe. Say it again. With the heart, I believe. With my mouth, moves unto. Okay, or, or makes unto. What do I mean? It, it could be this. For with the heart, one believes the healing power of God. And with the mouth, confession is made unto that healing. In other words, I believe in my heart, I say with my mouth, it happens. Are you getting it? I, I believe, but I got to believe in my heart. How do I believe in my heart? I got I to hear the word first. Once I hear the word, now I'm able to believe. So we can say it like this. The word of faith you heard produced faith in your heart, which enabled you to believe God's word. And while believing in your heart, you confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and bam, you are now made a new creation in Christ. Just like that. Your new life in Christ began by faith. Now, I want you to get this. 
the principle works in any area of life. I hear the Word of God, I get it in my heart, and then I act on it. In this case, the acting is what? Speaking. I speak out of my mouth. In other words, I release faith, right? I believe in my heart. I release that faith. Now it goes into action, causing whatever needs to happen. Think of, real quickly, Genesis 1. God saw what? God saw darkness, right? He saw a mess, a chaos. But how many believe God believes in his heart, his word, right? He believes already, right? He is, let me put it this way, (laughs) God is well established in the principle of faith, all right? He believes every word that will come out of his mouth will come to pass. How many believe that? So, so here's what happens. God looks at this situation and says, <laughs> I'm sure he's looking at it thinking, that's a mess. I mean, it's darkness. It's chaotic. It's a mess. And, and so what does he say to that? He believes in his heart. Every word that would come out of his mouth, right? He is established in his own word. He's established in faith. And he says what? Light be. And what happened? It was made unto. It, I mean, it just went, and it hasn't stopped yet. You realize that? Light in the universe, it's still going. The universe is still expanding. It's still creating. He never said, light, stop. And I mean, that went into motion, and it was a game changer. But I want you to see how God used his faith to change something he wanted to change. You can use your faith to change circumstances in your life. But you have to what? Hear the word in that area and then begin to what? Act on it. You've got to release it. Remember, what did Jesus say real quickly in Mark 11, 23 and 24? That if we can say to this mountain, right? We believe in our heart. We believe in our heart. And we say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. What did he say? If you believed in your heart and said it with your mouth, you will have whatever you say. So what is he saying? Faith is released. It comes from the word of God, gets in our heart, and then it is released out our words. Are our words important? Oh, you bet they are. But can you see the vitalness? I didn't even scratch the surface this morning on what I wanted to hit this morning. And the spirit of God is feeding you. I'm telling you, most of you guys, you're like, whoa, whoa, slow down. (gasps) I mean, that is just too much. And I'm going to stop right there. You need to order that CD or we will definitely have this on the web, definitely, in a couple of days. Give me a couple of days. And you need to listen to it a couple of times. You need to write notes down and, 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 and say, Lord, I, I no longer want to have gaps in my faith and understanding it and the principles. I want to use my faith every single time and get results. Why? It's not just about you. It's about your friends and your family. It's about the kingdom of God and what you can do with that faith. Amen? It's not just about getting things for yourself. That's where the whole faith teaching and the charismatic movement got wrong. Name it and claim it. And we got labeled. And you know what? Yes, we can use faith to enrich our own lives. But the reality is it's much more than that. We can use our faith to extend to others. And release our faith and change others' lives and the kingdom of God and make a difference in this world. That's what it's about. Not just me getting more prosperous or me growing in my own life. Yet at the same time, how many would agree, if it ain't working for me, how's it going to work for you? In other words, how am I going to help someone else if I can't even help myself? And that's where it starts. You begin to use faith in your life And you begin to see it produce in your life. And you're like, yeah, I'm getting this. It's like a muscle I'm working in. I can believe stronger. I can can go farther with it. And then I can begin to apply it in other people's lives. I can begin to change their lives. And when I pray, praise God, something's going to happen. Amen. Something is going to change. When I was praying for Pat yesterday, I have absolutely, I will tell you this, Barbara has complete confidence in my prayer. Okay, I mean, she'll call me up and she'll know this is done, it's taken care of. And there's too many times. But remember this, never have confidence in someone's prayer over the word. You get what I'm saying? 
always stay with the word. I believe that prayer. Why? Because we base it on the the word, okay? Don't have more confidence in your prayers or someone else's prayers above the word of God. But remember, everybody say it with me. Faith is based on the word of God. Amen? We've got to remember that. Faith is based on the word of God, and it is a game changer. How many learned something today? Or at least got encouraged, amen? I want to encourage you. Listen, we want to live by faith, walk by faith. Everything we do, we breathe by faith. And we'll get into some of that. What we're going to do is we're going to sing, um, uh, what's the song, Lisa? Faith. Yeah, Faith Says. And this is what I want to get in your heart. We're going to probably sing this all the time. Faith says what God says. Amen. Let's all stand.